0: The sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden or are you still trying to figure it out? totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine. And it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Hello and welcome to The Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and... Better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain-living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together... We can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. I feel like it's been forever and a decade since I have recorded an episode. I did the whole kick the sickness with a quickness event, which was super duper fun and a really good time. I've been having a blast interviewing other herbalists and really been having a lot of fun welcoming new mamas into apothecary mamas, which has been a blast, like seeing the mamas in there and how they're growing and the medicines they're making. It's super duper fun. But I wanted to come on today. We're still like in the full swing of things with cold and flu season. So a lot of people have been reaching out to me like, what do I do? My kids are sick all the time. Or it's been since September that somebody in my family has been sick. And You know, one of the herbs I love to turn to is truly, truly amazing. And another thing I really want to try and help you do is to start looking at herbs that are like known for their one thing and to look at outside of that one thing box and to really start to explore the many different ways that these herbs can help you. So today I want to talk about Echinacea because yes, she is incredibly amazing for immune health and to stimulate and boost the immune system, get all those little immune army guys ready to fight any kind of bacteria or viral infections and fungal infections. She's, she's really, really amazing for that. And that's her biggest claim to fame, right? Other than maybe being the poster child of herbalism because she's so stunningly gorgeous, right? She's so pretty. Like those bright purple flowers of love. How can you not love that plant, right? The thing is... There's so many other ways that you can use echinacea as really good medicine in your family. I think it's so important to start thinking about this. I know I just said that, but it really, really is. Because when you do that, you start to just feel a lot more confident and you have so many more tools in your toolkit that you already had. You just know how to use them better. Does that make sense? I really hope it does. So let's dive into it. But before I really do, I want to talk a moment about like where you're getting your echinacea from because it's really important. If you are not growing your echinacea yourself, I highly, highly, highly recommend and beg of you to buy from your local organic herb farmer or some other organically cultivated source that's not necessarily a wildcrafted source. And there's a few reasons why. So echinacea and its nine different species are native to the US, so they like to grow in the meadows. In the plains fields and those kinds of places, but due to much of their habitat being destroyed, whether it's being turned into a new subdivision or more agricultural land or whatever it may be, Echinacea is at risk or endangered in many, many states that it was once native to. I think a lot of this also comes because she got so famous for her immune-stimulating properties in the 80s and 90s that people heard about it and were like, I'm going to go harvest all the echinacea and make so much money off this plant that just grows in the wild, right? We're a greedy breed, we humans. Like, It's sad, but it's true. And we can start to hopefully develop this level of respect and this uh, relationship with the plants where we understand that they need love too. Where they're super powerful and healing for us, we can help them regenerate and be healing for them as well. A really symbiotic relationship, if you ask me. And one of the ways we can do that is either by cultivating it our own or paying the hardworking farmers that take the time and love to put back into the land so that these plants do come back so that my daughter can continue to love echinacea glycerite the way that she does. And so can your kids and your grandkids and the grandkids after that. So these things are really, really important. And another thing is, like so many of the wild crafted bunches of echinacea out there are being touted as echinacea and Gustafolia, but they're not. They're just being said that because that's what most people want for medicine is the folia. So buyer beware on all of that. If you want to learn more about at-risk species of plants and things like that, I highly recommend you get in touch and look at the United Plant Savers website. It's really, really important. It's something that Rosemary Gladstar had put together just to bring more awareness to the preservation of these plants and how how we really need to change our greedy tendencies and develop a little bit more love and respect for the plants and for the land. And yes, that's quite a bit of a soapbox moment for me, but truthfully the, the entire reason I got into herbalism in the first place was just because I wanted to do better for the planet. And (laughs) it's still very much the heart of every single thing that I do today is my love of this planet. So on this planet are these beautiful plants like Echinacea, which, yes, as we were talking about, is phenomenal as an immune stimulant. It's really, really nice to have on hand now that we're in cold and flu season. I love to take it if I know that like all of my friends or people around me are starting to get sick. I will definitely dose up on the echinacea or, you know, when my kid was going to public school, we would for sure use a bunch of it in the beginnings of the school year. But now we're homeschooled and we really don't have to worry about it at all. Um, though she's really sharp. Like the moment she gets a sniffle, she's like, "Mom, I got a sniffle," and she loves echinacea glycerite. So I got lucky, <laughs> and she knows her herbs pretty darn well for a nine-year-old kid. Love that. Um, another time you might might want to consider an immune stimulant like echinacea is when you are traveling. If you're going to be hopping on a plane or just in other areas that um that your body is not used to so that your immune system can be ready to fight all of those kinds of things. So um, super-duper helpful there. It does have really strong antiviral properties to fight off flu viruses and the herpes virus and several other viral infections. She's got some great antibacterial properties that fight off like uh, strep throat or uh, staph infections, things along those lines, all your bacterial issues. She could be a helpful ally for so many of you out there. I know there's a big shortage of antibiotics in the, the medical system right now. So other than lifestyle factors that are going to support the immune system and help keep those infections away, you may want to turn to some of the more powerful Herbs that have antibacterial properties to them just to help in some way, shape, or form. I also have seen echinacea be really, really successful for people with urinary tract infections and yeast infections. It's, it, it's going to fight those off. And especially when you add in other antibacterial herbs. I love usnia in this scenario, or Uva Ursi, or Yarrow. You could also consider other antifungal herbs, like Oregon Grape, or my beautiful frangula Calendula. Gosh, I love her. <laughs> She's so amazing. Um, but yeah, so back to echinacea because that's what we're talking about right um another favorite way of mine to use echinacea we do this on the regular and i definitely did this for so many people that came to me in my apothecary with mouth and tooth infections i would make a little mouthwash with echinacea and spilanthes and some plantain um it works wonders. The combination is going to provide a little bit of numbing properties, so anybody dealing with the pain of a tooth infection or a mouth infection of any kind can get a little bit of relief there. Plus, it's going to fight off all the bad guys, right? Super duper helpful. The plantain is going to draw out the infection even more, so the antibacterial guys can can really kill it off. It's it's amazing. I've watched it work wonders. So many people that are just like, whoa, how'd you do that? You know, they're totally doubters. They think they're just going to go for aura gel to fix their tooth pain. And I'm like, here, let's step it up a bit. So I love it for that. I love it also because of its antibacterial properties, it does a really great job topically of fighting infections. So let's say you've got a cut or a scrape that's really red and inflamed or it's oozing pussiness, things like that. You might want to consider a diluted tincture of echinacea or an echinacea, um, Maybe uh, a decoction of the roots as a wash. Something along those lines can go and be really, really helpful and fight off those infections. It's also a great wound healer. So it's going to stimulate the regeneration of tissues. So while it's fighting that cut or that open wounds infection, it's also promoting the new tissues to be regenerated. So that's a super duper stellar bonus, right? And if you've got kiddos or yourself, maybe you've been bit by a spider or mosquito bites or other kinds of bug bites, echinacea, yes, again, a super dynamite friend. So it's so much more than just the immune stimulant herb, right? So with these bites, I take like a little bit of an echinacea tincture and... Um, combine it with some clay and maybe a little water to dilute it a bit and place it on the the infected or the itchy area the the bite spot and it helps with the inflammation in incredible ways it's really really beautiful And of course, she's gorgeous to grow in your garden. She's so pretty. So I love to make an echinacea tincture every year or every other year. And I do an echinacea glycerite as well. My daughter is obsessed with echinacea glycerites. She she loves them. And it's so nice when you can make it yourself because I don't know if you have been to the stores lately or bought a tincture off the shelf lately, but... A couple months back, I went to the store and was looking at all the, the tinctures from the really high-quality tincture companies, beautiful people. I've toured their farms. I know the owners, really, really reputable brands, like some of the best. But the cheapest one I found was $13.99 up to 22 dollars And then I went into the health food store that my products used to be sold in just like two weeks ago. And one of these same companies, the cheapest tincture for a one ounce bottle that I saw was $17.99. Whoa. So if your family's sick and you're trying to kick a cold and or flu really, really quickly and you're turning to echinacea and you've got a family of three, you're basically going through that whole bottle of echinacea in a day. Like that gets spendy. So it's why it's so important to learn to make your own medicine. I'm actually going to be launching Medicine Making Mamas in early 2023, which I'm super excited about. It's about halfway built out, but it's a medicine making program, you know, hence the title. Uh, Super duper thrilled about that coming down the pipeline because it's just going to give you like all the step by step processes and the thoughts to like, what ratios you need, how much herb, fresh or dried herb, how much alcohol, how much glycerin. And of course we cover like honeys and um, you know, salves and oils and basically all the ways you can make different herbal remedies. Super excited about it. But that's not why I'm here to talk to you today, talking about echinacea and the many ways that you can use it. So you could also infuse it in an oil to make a salve, as I was basically just talking about. Uh, you could do a, a honey with the fresh roots. You do want to make sure that you don't introduce any mold or bacteria in that and be really, really careful in that process. Um but yeah, there's lots of ways you could do it. You could do little poultices of it. You could do all kinds of super duper fun things. And speaking of fun, I have been having such a blast. Wednesday nights, the Apothecary Mamas group has been getting together and we do like biweekly Q&As and biweekly like deep dive workshops and it has been so much fun getting to know everybody and watching all the different remedies everybody's making and watching them connect and learn and grow from each other. It's it's beautiful. Honestly, it's I'm honored. I I feel so fortunate to be a part of this group and to help foster this group. But anyways, um I really wanted to uh, post this podcast today just to help you start to look at plants beyond their like one big claim to fame, and to really start to develop this deeper relationship with them, so that you can end up knowing how to use these herbs and plants as medicine in such a better way, because ultimately, it's going to save you all kinds of money, it's going to save you so much frustration, and really all of the overwhelm that comes when you start getting into herbs, if you know what I mean. And if you love this and it has sparked your desire to dive deeper and learn about other plants on a deeper level, but not too many plants at once so you don't get overwhelmed, I have a free class. I'd love for you to join me. I'm talking about five of the herbs that I think are the most important to have on your apothecary shelves. And of course, I talk about many ways that you can use them, like I just did about echinacea in this episode. So the class is free. I will for sure link to it in the show notes. I will also link to United Plant Savers. I'd love for you to pay attention to what they've got going on and support that organization and really start thinking in a more um, preservational way when it comes to sourcing your herbs and your plants and your medicine. So That's it for today's episode. If you have questions or thoughts, reach out to me, send me a message on TikTok, share this episode with your friends so we can make herbalism spread like wildflowers. (laughs) And yeah, hit me up. I am so grateful you tuned in and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Herbalist Path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends so that together we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. Treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home. Again! Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag. Spread like wildflowers! Hey, I wanted to take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast, who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already, and with great reason because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways when they're well-made. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective, and that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness, and this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids because they're Mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some Mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now.